Go with me into Luke 11:42. We're going to talk a little bit. I got a picture uh, of a friend of mine dancing, Daniel. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, so the word, the word ought, O-U-G-H-T, is in, uh, is used in King James Version of the Bible several times. Ought is a, a word that means strong assertion or duty. Say duty. Duty. So, yeah, uh, and it's important that we remember this. So, as we talk about uh, worship today, this is this is. There's many ways that you can worship the Lord. Actually, you can worship Him through prayer. You can worship Him through uh, praying. You can worship the Lord through uh, giving, tithing, or anything. Uh, and I think you all know that. Uh, and want to remind you, if you open your bulletin right in the center there, right smack dab in the middle, it's February the 18th, which is this Friday. We are going to have the Heart of Worship conference or concert here at Have Bible Will Travel, the Westport location. And uh, it is going to be Krista and her praise team is going to be here. So thank you. They're going to. Uh, they're going to play, and it's going to be awesome. So you guys come, and we're going to have some appetizers. going to worship the Lord on a Friday night. And you know what? I'm always, anytime I see appetizers on the, uh, there you go. we're going to go there, Ashley. Amen. I always, um, uh, the ranking boys are here so I can say this. Anytime uh, Grandpa, me, uh, sees appetizers, I always seem to make it, be able to make it into a meal. And you, they always like bring you like, buy the appetizers, Franny, there's a, like the, we'll have raviolis or whatever it is out there. And they put the little plates by the appetizers, like little, you, little, little plate meaning little amount. I just get two. I just get to, I just double down. So I'm going to use the word, if you, how many of you guys watched Overcomer Hour Wednesday? You heard me so good. So uh, top it off. I'm going to use top it off today. And if you want God to top off, I, I used it, uh, this affiliation with uh, coffee. And somebody ever asked me if I want coffee or I want more coffee, I always say top it off. So if you want God to do that in your life, you'll just say top it off. So go ahead and say top it off. Okay, top it off. Just top it off. And everybody take a drink of their coffee real quick, and we'll get into the scripture. All right, uh, Luke eleven forty two, King James Version, uh, just because I wanted to today, and we'll go back to ESV in a second. But woe unto you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manners of herbs and pass over judgment uh, and love of God. These ought you have done and not leave the other undone. So sometimes people go, oh, Pastor, we think that tithing's just Old Testament. And so obviously you see here, or whether in Matthew 23, 23, Jesus is saying to tithe. So there you go. So there's your New Testament uh, scriptures. But it starts, go back to Luke 10 in like 38. And it talks about the story of Mary and Martha. And, and uh, Mary's just running around. Or, or Martha's just running around, and Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet. So sometimes just sitting at Jesus' feet is a way to worship him. Sometimes just being quiet in itself is, 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 is as hard as worshiping him. And I asked the, 
before the pastors and deacons got out of their meeting, I asked all the guys, I said, what do you think is hindering people from truly worshiping the Lord? And they gave different answers. And we kind of all at least agreed that being lazy is, um, is something that has happened in the Western world. We've, we've gotten lazy in, in our praise and worship. So um, anyways, I'll read this, uh, this story here about dancing Daniel. So we can put that up if you would. Can we put that dancing Daniel up for me? Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, obviously dancing Daniel, if you don't know the story, Beth Moore uses this gentleman uh, in, in, in some of her worship conferences just to talk about worship and what it is. And sometimes people think it's crazy and sometimes you're not supposed to dance and sometimes you're not supposed to use musical instruments and all that. We're going to throw all that out the window today biblically because God says to dance, play music and all that stuff. And for some of you guys who go, well, God's not done anything in my life for me. Uh, so I don't have nothing to worship. I, I, you guys don't, but people go to other churches like, oh, God still owes me something. Some of you cats that are in here, you can look at each other and go, man, he must have saved you for sure. <laughs> you, uh, yeah. Did you look around where you're at? It looks like, it looks like something, I'll tell you. But you know what? These are the kind of cats I like going to church with. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I like you, man. I mean, when they get here, they're like, okay, I got it. I'm here. I'm home. Uh, every single Sunday in my fairly conservative church, so just keep looking at the uh, thing. This is, we're going to drop it on you. It, this is, Billy, this is thick. This is thick. Every single Sunday in my fairly conservative church, Daniel dances unto the Lord. Why, question mark? Because he has something to dance about. Daniel was born to a mentally ill mother, so was, uh, so was adopted by his grandparents and grew up in a rough neighborhood in Dallas. When his grandfather died, there was no more restraint, nothing to keep him from getting involved uh, with the wrong people and activities. So he ended up deeply ingrained in drug activity and eventually... Uh, led into a drug deal gone bad, and at the end of it all, one of the participants ended, down, ended up staring down uh, the end of a gun barrel that Daniel was holding. The detail of the events that unfolded are unclear, but this is true. The gun was shot and the person died. Daniel was sentenced to the Texas Youth Commission until his 18th birthday at the time when he would receive a sentence for hard time in the penitentiary. He was terrified on that day he turned 18 and went before the judge to receive his sentence as an adult. And no one expected anything good to come from this day. So everyone in the courtroom was shocked when the judge declared his decision. We are taking the recommendation of the Texas Youth Commission and suspending Daniel's sentence, reducing it to parole instead of time behind bars. Now hold on for a second here. So when we start talking, so when we start talking about God today and we start talking about judge and, and judgment and all that, we believe, let's just believe that all the judges are good and, and they're judging according to the law. And we believe that God is good and he judges according to the law as well. Amen. God's a righteous judge and in order for him to judge righteously, he has to judge good and evil. And just right now, real quick, thank God we got Jesus is all I can say. Just... Right there, and we'll bring that back into the equation. And you guys are getting this already. Like the other services, they were like, well, we don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> they didn't say it that way, but I'm just. So they suspended. Daniel was stunned and soon came to learn that the grandmother 
of the young man whom he had killed had written a note to the judge asking for leniency, asking that Daniel be given a quote-unquote second chance. So here's, here's where I just dropped this in your lap, and, and we can kind of go on. I think you guys get it. And, and um, I, don't, I don't know. Let's drop the house lights down, Angie, and I'll just ask this question. Um, um, I don't know how many of you guys have had a second chance. I'm assuming everybody's had a second chance at some level or third or maybe a thousandth chance or whatever. And God's delivered us out of it. And we'll talk about that at the end of the thing. And I, I got a reason to worship the Lord. I don't have a problem worshiping the Lord. I never have because I remember what I was delivered from. Uh, I think today is just a day maybe for just reflection where we just go, God delivered me uh, from that. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, so I want to pray for you. And uh, I just want to pray for the offering too. Um, so Father God, uh, second chances, uh, hundreds and thousands. And we all have a reason to worship you. In some form, some fashion, however we do that. Um, I want to pray for all the people here who have has had a second chance in myself included and just want to thank you personally, corporately. We're not embarrassed uh, to tell you that we are uh, happy about that. And we, and we pray, Lord God, today that uh, your Holy Spirit would abound, uh, obviously the offering to be blessed, um, and all the people who partake in this form of worship uh, be blessed as well. Um, and you'll remain king in our hearts until you come back to get us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's applaud the Lord. Let the offering be picked up. Turn with me into 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel. So there's a little story. And uh, we'll probably do this uh, since I did this a little bit late. And we can turn uh, lights back up if you would, Angie. Thank you so much. Um, so go to 2 Samuel, Second uh, Samuel chapter 6, and, um, and while we're doing that, I want to share with you, um, so we ended our prayer conference on Wednesday, um, and it was delayed one week because of the snow, but I got a lot of, Tony, I got a lot of prayer requests on here, and um, and been praying for them. And we pray for them, and we get them on our prayer list, the ones that we can, the ones that you tell us not to, we don't. And uh, we pray for all these. And I just want you to, before we start a service, know that you guys have prayer cards in your, in your uh, pew there, and you can just pull one out, and you want to fill it out. Uh, I'll have the guys come back by and drop, uh, drop it in the basket. You want to pray for your family, pray for your relationship, um, and, and that kind of thing. Put it on the, on the prayer card because we really do pray for people. We really do get it on a prayer list, and God really does answer prayer. Uh, so would you pray with uh, me for these prayer requests as well? Lord, we just want to pray for these people again and all this, the content that's in there. And some of it's pretty thick, uh, so we pray for them in uh, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I, we're just gonna, I've been kind of holding on to them and just kind of toting them around and praying for them, and I just like kind of getting there, don't you, and just going, man, God, I want to. I uh, just want to pray. So we're talking about worship. Um, so we're going to chop this message up as we go because we're reading 23 verses. And uh, I'll tell you ahead of time, it's about, so you got to see uh, Daniel uh, danced here. Uh, we're talking about David dancing. So for all of you who have been hung up by religion 
and, and say that, you know, God doesn't want people dancing or our religion doesn't want us to play music. All that is is, is the devil trying to hold you down. That's all that is. That's because we're gonna, we'll blow that theory just in this chapter alone. I don't even got to look anywhere else. So there's, there's dancing, there's praising, and uh, uh, you can lift both feet off the ground and still be considered okay. Uh, uh, let's read it, and then we'll uh, chop it up as we go. David, I'm in 2 Samuel 6, 2. So this is only 3,000 years ago, so it's still relative. David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. So I was trying to put this in perspective, 30,000. So if I was to stuff 30,000 members of Have Bible Will Travel into one church service, it would, it would be happy, but it would be, say this with me, class, it would be a little musty. Let's just be honest, and I'm leaving the girls out of this one. This is just an all-guy thing. For all of you that have teenagers, the boys, oh, my God. I told the church last night, when I was young, me and Uncle Greg Patrick, we used to have to leave our shoes outside. All the mothers are going, oh, you're dang skippy. Girl, I don't even let them bring those things in. So watch this. So I thought, how must this, like it would be like if we're all in there in boxing. So in, I just want to talk about boxing on Mondays and Thursdays. Whenever you go in there, sometimes when you get 30 or 40, 50 people in there boxing and exercise, some of the people that come, the majority are young men. A lot of them are. And they always have duffel bags. Say duffel bag with me. Duffel bag. And they play multiple sports, Demetria. There's hockey stuff in there. There's boxing stuff all up in there. And sometimes they just leave it all the multi-sports stuff in there. And when they drop that joker on the floor, it's like an air freshener in the bad way. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. And then they ask, uh, Pastor Pat, you want to hold the mitts for me? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, don't. And then none of them are here, but. That's a lot of people in one place. Watch this. That's a lot of power. It's a lot of power. Uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to set the stage, and I just kind of thought it was funny because a lot of times when you get a lot of people in there, um, it, it's, it gets intense. And, and I believe today is, is, is a day where you can feel the power of the Holy Spirit in the sanctuary today. There's just, it's, it's here, it's thick, it's evident. God's going to, I'll say this ahead of time, God's going to win this battle today. Amen. I promise you he's going to win the battle. No doubt in my mind. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him to Baal Judah to bring up uh, from there the ark of God, which is called by name. Of the Lord of hosts who sits enthroned on the cherubim. So God's Holy Spirit in the Old Testament rested in the, in the ark here. Um, and they carried the ark of God on a new cart. Now we're going to stop there and I want you to put it in your brakes and just go, Aah! a new cart. Every, we want in this society, we want everything new. We want it fast and we want it improved. 
here's the, here's, here's the deal. You can't improve on God's word. You can't, you can't improve on it. And let me help you out here. You can't add to it either. You can't add to it and you can't redesign it. And, and we, want, we want what we want and we want it now and it's drive-by blessing and Zoom on you know, TV and we don't want to go to work and all that kind of stuff and I get all that. But there's no new way of carrying uh, the ark, uh, Mr. Culp. He, he, he had very specific directions on how he wanted it carried um, and, and you need to do it that way. And he's, God's very specific about how you get saved. It's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I know, yeah, amen. And, the, and there, there is no new, see, even churches have changed lately. They're not really churches. What they want to do is they want to improve the pulpit so they just ordain anybody they can get a hold of to get up in this position to preach what they want to hear. And the Bible said it would happen. Let me tell you something. There is no new way to deliver the word of God. It has to be through Holy Spirit-filled men that get in the pulpit and don't compromise on the word. There's no new way of preaching the word. I needed to say that just because it's it's getting crazy out there. You can check on that on on who, who the churches are ordaining these days, and it is it is it is as wrong as anything can be. The Bible's very clear on who gets in the pulpit. Um, so let's go to verse three, and they and they carried the the ark of God on a new cart. So I, I'm always interested when, when man has a new idea, and I think it looks like this. When, when a bunch of people get together a church committee and try to design a horse, it ends up being a camel. Man, man gets in the way of God, and it usually comes in the form of religion. So they carried it on a new cart and brought it to the house of Abinadab. So this is uh, Saul's son, which was on the hill in Uzziah in Ohio. So these are his boys. Uh, the sons of Abinadab were driving the new cart. Isn't that something? Just like the, the daddy leading the boys. Here we are. And the, and the, and the daddy's doing it the wrong, and, and, the, and the boys end up getting the wrath of it. You need to know that as a daddy. you got to be doing stuff right. Don't tell your kids to do something, and you do something else. If you want your kids to, to, to live right, then you need to live right. It got quiet there. That's what's happening right here, Terry. And uh, the sons of Abinadab were driving the new cart. Can you imagine that? Hey, boys, bring out the cart we built out yonder. Bring it up here. With the ark of God and Ohio went before the ark and David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. And when they came to the threshing floor in the core, uh, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen had stumbled and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah and God struck him down because of his error and then he died beside the ark of God. I think his daddy should have told him, whatever happens, son, don't touch that ark. Didn't your mom tell you not to touch the stove? Did you ever run up to your mom with your blister in hand and, and she said, what would you do? And you said, nothing. You touched it. 
I told you it's no different than the wet paint. Put a sign on it, everybody's going to come by and touch it. You could paint a bench out, out front and don't touch wet paint, and they're coming up to touch that thing to see if it's still wet. I got to see how wet it really is. People, they want to know that stuff. How hot is it? Don't touch it because there's steam coming off of it. Watch this. Now David's going to get angry. Isn't that just, just like David? He's, he's kind of like, and David was angry because the Lord had broken out against Uzzah, and that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David uh, was afraid of the Lord that day, so here we go. So now he's starting to get this reverent fear of the Lord again. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David was not willing to take the ark of the Lord. So this, he was kind of taking a pause. He's going, man, I'll tell you what, I just seen it strike down uh, Saul's boy. I, I'm not sure if I want to touch that yet. So he brings the Lord into the city of David, but David took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. So he's going, you know what, I, I don't think I ought to touch it right now. Take it up to Obed's house, way up there, and let it sit up there for a while. And from what I read and what I hear, Pastor Jay, it kind of sat out in the field. And uh, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. So now the house is getting blessed because the spirit of the Lord's on them. So if you ain't got the spirit of God on you, you got something else on you. Because the Bible only talks about good and evil. And if you got Jesus, you don't have to worry about evil spirits. Am I preaching at the right church today? Uh, so all the houses being blessed. They're making money. The kids are healthy. They got new cars in the driveway. The whole deal, the whole house is being blessed just because the Spirit of God's there. The Spirit of God changes the landscape of everybody's life. All you got to do is invite him in. Be like dancing Daniel. Have something to worship about. Thank you, Lord, for getting me out of that deal. And it was told to King David. Now listen to this, how King David, boy, he doesn't about face. It was told to King David, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all the things that belong to him because of the ark of God. So David, so David hears about it, and he, he went up there to the ark of God, uh, the house of Obed-Edom, to the city of David with rejoicing. So he goes, I'm going to go up there and get that thing. I want the Spirit of God on me and my people. And I equate, I kind of made it funny here. It's, a, it's amazing how, uh, you know, people will follow when something good is happening. So I'll just use losing weight because I haven't lost any, but I thought I'd say it anyways. But if I found out somebody was drinking this drink or, you know, eat, here you pass the pad, all you got to, and I walked into somebody and go, man, you just lost 50 pounds. Yeah, eat nine apples and seven gallons of water a day and you'll lose all kinds of weight. I'm doing it. Don't act like you ain't either. It's the low-carb diet, it's this diet, that diet. You're like, oh, yeah, that's the diet for me. Same. So he goes up to Obed-Edom and brings to the city of David with rejoicing. So he's starting to get happy. He can see his uh, everything's starting to change. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six steps... He sacrificed an ox and a fatted animal. So he wasn't, 
He wasn't around the Lord here just a short minute, started walking down the road, and all of a sudden he goes, stop, everybody. Bring the fatted calf up here and kill it. We're going to put it on the grill. We're going to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Um, and then right after that, so he's only going 18 feet. He's got the ark of the Lord, and, and the priests are carrying it. And David danced before the Lord. Say that with me. And David danced before the Lord. And it says, with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord, was shouting and with the sound of the horn. So they're going, doo, 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 and they're all happy. They're dancing. And remember the 30,000 people and the roads covered. Everybody's happy. The spirit of the Lord is here. Say it with me. Top it off, God. Top it off, God. Top it off. Just, just pour it on me. Here's the deal. I'm not afraid to worship you. I'm not afraid to ask you to top it off. Just top it off. That's what I want. Lord, top it off. I want it topped off in my life. Going to church needs to be an event. I, I was talking. I had some pastors visit the church the other day, and when they got out, they go, my gosh, that the, you, guys are, you guys are getting with it here. I said, you're dang skippy we are. The ark of the Lord came into the city of David and Michal. So, oh my gosh, not everybody's happy when you're dancing. Not everybody's happy when you go to church. There's some people that are just sourpusses. Say that with me, sourpuss. My mom would always say that to me. I'd kind of sit there and she'd go, "What do you? What do you? What's wrong with you, sourpuss?" Oh man, I couldn't stand it when my mom said that. Anybody have a saying that you couldn't stand when your mom sang you? This girl, same. Sour pus. It's Mikkel, the daughter of Saul. It just so happens David's married to her. And she, she can't be made happy. And you're married, you're married to the king. She, she looked out the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Well, goody two-shoes. She just ain't happy about anybody celebrating about God. See, you may end up with somebody in your family that's like that. As soon as you get outside of service, you get on the phone and go, Oh, my Lord, the service was great. The music was great. Pastor Pat was preaching. The Spirit of the Lord is on it. It's awesome. I'm going to church for the rest of my life. And they say, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there. I heard he's crazy. Crazy. Be crazy. Well, so what? You might as well dance and complete the picture for him. You'll get it in a minute. So she's all mad. Go ahead and wrinkle your face up because you know what she looks like. Boy, she's just a, just a bitter old soul. And they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in place inside the tent that David had pitched for. And David burnt offerings and peace offerings. So he's worshiping the Lord. Say it, worship. Oh, before the Lord. And when David was finished with the offerings and the burnt offerings and the peace offering, watch this. He's so excited. He blessed the people in the name of the Lord of horse. Uh, of the host and distributed among the people the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, a cake of bread, a portion of meat, a cake of raisins to each other. Then all the people departed each to his house. 
So he's so excited and worshiping the Lord, he started giving everybody cakes, he started giving everybody coffee, he started giving everybody food, and, and, and I think that's what people of the Lord should do, don't you? And get excited and, and start distributing some blessings amongst everybody. Amen. Now here's what I'm trying to say is, is don't feed them spam, get the ribeye out of the freezer, Amen. He's just so excited, everybody's there. And, and when you do that, when you have somebody over for a big fat steak like me, that's a form of worshiping the Lord. Not inviting me, but breaking it out for your friends. And, and here's what I said. I'll just go ahead and rise up. I only got four verses left. And we'll, I'll let Angie bring the lights down. I'm going to bring this to you. I got to bring it to you in the right light. So David's doing this, and why is David doing this? I could only think that he's doing this because the Spirit of the Lord's on him. He's dancing. He's doing all this. They're shouting, and they're playing the, the trumpets and all this kind of thing, and he starts to deliver and distributing food. I think he's, he's showing everybody how blessed the Lord has made him. And you can start, Krista. And I think so many times in the Western world... Hey, I'm going to get in somebody's Kool-Aid on this. I know this, so uh, right off the bat. What we want to do is we want to worship the Lord, and we want to bless people, but we want to save it. We want to save it. We want to save the, the fine china in the, in the curio cabinet. We want to save it for the, we want to save it for a special occasion. How come anybody doesn't read this Bible? Oh, that's Grandma's Bible. Don't let anybody touch it. It's Grammy's. Well, we don't let anybody go in that room. We're saving that room. Brad, don't you and the travelers come over in this room. We're saving it for a special occasion. We're saving it for a special occasion. When you come to church, we're not going to really do it up. We're saving, we're saving it for a special occasion. We're saving it for Christmas and Easter. We ain't saving anything, man. I'm going to tell you what, we're going to pour it on. I... Tell somebody to top it off. Top it off. That's like God coming by wanting to bless your life and, and pour you some more hot coffee in your cup. Oh, God, I'm good right now. I, I, I've had all I can have. Regardless of how full of coffee you really are, you can always have somebody top it off, even if you're only going to take a sip out of it. You hearing what I'm saying to you? That's why, that's why, and, and maybe David had to go into the reserves, I don't know, maybe he was saving it for a special occasion. What's more special than this? And, and I'm going to come right down in your front room here. What's more special than having your kids or your grandkids Come over to your house. I'm going I'm to I'm hurt you. Oh, we're saying, whoo, Grandpa's saving all his money. Grandma and Grandpa's saving all their money, all their stuff for a special occasion. Oh, really? What are you saving it for? Because after Grandma and Grandpa are gone, they go, man, I wish we'd have blessed them kids. I wish we'd have poured it out on them kids so they can use it now and I could watch I could watch the blessing come down. We will, we will, hold on, church. We want to save everything. 
David said, forget about saving everything, man. He said, I'm, Ken, I'm throwing it all out there. Throwing it out there. And we always end up at these, at these funerals, these homecoming services. I wish I would have said something else, Franny. I wish I'd have said, here's what I'm saying today. If you got something to say to somebody and bless them, pick up the dang phone and say it today. I wanted to do it, but I was just waiting. Don't wait your life away. I tell my kids this all the time. Man, if there's something you want to do, do it now. And watch this. And here's what I told my son. If it ain't fun, I don't do it. You know why? Because I'm in charge of my life. Nobody else. And here's the deal. I worship God how I want to worship God. I don't care who's looking. I'm only trying to make God happy. You try to make all these cats in this church happy. You're going you're gonna, to. It's hard. And David returned to his house, but Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. She's still all upset. She's, she's, she's madder than a wet hen. How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servants. So we know all this story. Basically what she said, you danced till your clothes fell off. How shameful you should be. And he said, basically, he goes back there. He says, I'll tell you what, girl. You ain't seen nothing yet. You remember that, that, that song by Bachman, Turner Overdrive? Baby. Oh, I'm not going to sing it. I won't do it. I won't. You ain't seen nothing yet. Hold on for a second. I'm getting ready to get there today. Can anybody feel God moving today? You ain't, hey, you ain't seen anything yet. I'm getting, we're getting ready to roll it out. If, there, if there's a, a, a finer and a better way for us to worship the Lord, we're going to go after it. Because I don't want to get up there in my mansion and God said, Rankin, you didn't pour it all out. He's going to say, yeah. He said, you guys that have Bible, you guys turned it on. So... So if you got anything left in the tank, you want to dispense it today. Because here's what I know. Later's too late. Later's too late, man. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question today. Do you know Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That's the first question. Have you been saved? Have you... Do you know that Jesus lives in your heart? Can you, can you touch just like you're in your heart area and go, I know that he lives right here. Because he's, he's watched this class, he's controlling my behavior. Let's be honest, if, if some of us wasn't born again, it would, be, it would be a slobber knocker in here today, wouldn't it? We'd just go ahead and let her rip. It's the way it would be. But because he lives in me, he's changed See, he's clean from the inside out. He's fixed. Yes, he's, he's, he's fixed the thing inside. 
And if you say today, say, I would love to be born again. I would love Jesus to come into my heart. I would like to be a new creature in Christ. Just reach out your, just reach out your hand and say, Jesus, come and save me. Jesus, come and save me. I want to be born again. I want to be a new believer in Christ. I accept the free gift of salvation and the atoning work that was done at the cross at Calvary 2,000 years. I accept that. I know I'm guilty of sin, and I need to be cleansed by the blood. Come on in and save my soul. And then for the saints, the second chance kids. Woo, here we go. Pastor Pat, I want to let everybody know today, I want to let God know and everyone else that's watching that God has given me a second chance on life. We're going to go there. Just hold up here. Just hold up two fingers. He's given me a second chance. He kept me from the car wreck. He kept me from the motorcycle accident. He kept me from war and the grenades and the bullets and everything that had been fired. He gave, he gave me a, a second chance. Amen. You can walk around and know that God has given some cats in this church a second chance. And they got the scars to prove it. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you what. It, it, this might be your third chance or your 30th. But what, what I would do is I would, just, I would just worship the Lord today. However, in your spirit, you just lift up your spirit. So, God, I so long. Remember when he, watch this. Remember when he delivered you from that, whatever it was? You said, God, I'm going to. Just like dancing Daniel. God, I'm going to dance for you. I'm going to be at church. I'm going I'm to spread the good news of Jesus. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to love people. I'm not ashamed of you. Remember when you said that? It's time for you to hold up your end of the bargain. Hey! So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have Mike close us in prayer when I get done here. Or Pastor Mark. And we're going to have a, a, a new time, a second. We'll just call this the, the second opportunity to worship God. That's a cool one. Oh, I'll tell you what the devil will hate. He's such a, he's such a sourpuss, the devil. Such a sourpuss. He goes, oh, Rankin's going to get all them people up at the altar and they're going to worship God again. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to. Yeah. Only, only second chance people I want to come to the altar today. Just people that know they've had a second chance. Just second chance. He's, he saved me. I'm that guy. And you don't even have to think about it. You just like automatically just walk out or girls, you gave me a second chance. I was, I was all the way up in it. All the way up in it. I mean, you, hold up. I want to talk to somebody that was far off and they was deep in their stuff. I want to talk to somebody that knows they've been delivered and they should be doing time right now. Just, you ain't got to air anything out. You just, just go, I'm the second chance kid. I'm just, a, God gave me another one. Man, I got to, I got to, you got to tell the devil, you got to roll on. I can't, I can't mess with you anymore. Roll on and you told God, man, if you give me another chance, I'm, I'm, I'll wear the church door out. I'm going to be in church. Mr. Cope, getting out of the war all the way to wherever it is you're at. He, he, 
I told him I would, and I'm holding up my end of the bargain today, senior. I'm going to put it on the line. Boy, that's tough to walk out of Christian life. But when, you, when you're constantly reminded of what God delivered you from, they, they, the people in this church ought to just dance all over the parking lot when they walk out. They ought to just go, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We're just thanking God, I'm out of that deal. Let's pray together. And then after I get done praying, I want you to hang around and just worship the Lord for just a second through a, through a full song. And just, just let, God, let God's spirit and his love marinate on you. Father God, we thank you that you brought a whole host of second chance kids here. Oh, sweet Jesus. Somebody needs to hear the prayer today. We are in a state of emergency where we've gotten so dang lazy that we can't worship God because it's inconvenient. I rebuke the devil right now, the council of darkness that looms about through the households of America and reclaim our, our, our Christianity heritage here in America. And thank you for second chances and third chances and many to come, Lord God. We worship you today. We worship you today. Say that today. We worship you today. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, Amen.